1: Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing, so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of Seventh Generation. Find Seventh Generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at
0: SeventhGeneration.com. Hi, I'm Monica Reinagel, and you're listening to the Nutrition Diva's quick and dirty tips for eating well and feeling fabulous. Several of you asked me to comment on the recent research that linked common food additives to obesity, type 2 diabetes, and inflammatory bowel syndromes. What should we do about emulsifiers? wrote Robert, sounding just a wee bit panicked. I don't know where to begin. Now, for those of you who may have missed the headlines, researchers found that two compounds that are widely used in food processing cause weight gain, blood sugar problems, and inflammatory bowel disease in mice. A couple of qualifiers are in order here. The mice were fed very large quantities of the additives, much more than you would ever be exposed to, even on a diet composed entirely of processed foods. And the only mice that developed the inflammatory bowel disease were mice that are genetically predisposed to that condition. The study did not find evidence that these additives are causing weight gain or disease in humans. Nonetheless, the headlines definitely sent a lot of people scrambling to their fridges and pantries to scan labels. The two compounds used in the recent study, carboxymethylcellulose and polysorbate-80, are both emulsifiers. There are at least a dozen other emulsifiers that are also used in food processing, and I bet the scientists might have produced similar results from any of them. These just happen to be the two that they focused on. Emulsifiers are used in all kinds of processed foods, such as yogurt, ice cream, and salad dressing to enhance the texture and to keep the ingredients from separating in the container. And for decades, they've enjoyed GRAS status, ingredients that are generally recognized as safe when used in prescribed amounts. The testing that they use to establish the safety of food additives doesn't focus on weight gain or glucose tolerance. GRAS testing looks at acute toxicity, carcinogenic, and reproductive effects. In other words, if the mice don't drop dead, develop cancer, or have abnormal babies after ingesting large doses, the ingredient is considered harmless. This certainly isn't the first time that supposedly safe ingredients have come under fire. Health-conscious consumers have long been wary of the synthetic chemicals that sustain the processed food industry. Many parents, for example, worry that food dyes may contribute to ADHD. And then there was that whole kerfuffle last year over yoga mat chemicals in bread. For me, what's really newsworthy about this study is that the researchers were able to tie these effects to changes in the gut bacteria of the mice. Eating these additives altered the intestinal bacteria in the mice, which in turn caused the weight gain, the blood sugar issues, and the inflammation. How do they know? Because when they fed the additives to special mice that had no bacteria in their intestines, they didn't cause the same problems.
1: Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at SeventhGeneration.com.
0: At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. You know, the science of nutrition is undergoing a massive sea change. We used to think about food and nutrients in terms of how they affected our cells and organs. But it's becoming increasingly clear that we're not just feeding ourselves. We are also feeding the massive bacterial ecosystem in our guts. What we eat affects the health and diversity of our bacterial population, and the health and diversity of that bacterial population affects our cells and organs in ways that we are only beginning to understand. There may not be that much difference, nutritionally speaking, between foods made with and without these additives, and we might feel just fine after eating them, but our gut bacteria may not feel fine. The recent findings on artificial sweeteners is another example of this phenomenon. For decades, we were convinced that zero-calorie sweeteners could help us lose weight by reducing our calorie intake. And now it turns out that some of those artificial sweeteners, despite being calorie-free, might promote weight gain by altering the bacterial population of our guts. And to find out more about that, check out my episode number 303. Our dawning awareness of the gut microbiome is going to change how we research nutrition in the future. We've spent the last hundred years investigating how various foods and nutrients affect our biochemistry and cell function. And I think we're probably going to spend the next hundred years investigating how the foods we eat affect our bacterial tenants. While all that's going on, however, we still have to figure out what to eat for lunch today. So how big a danger do these additives pose? Well, I don't think that they are single-handedly responsible for the obesity epidemic, that's for sure. But this latest research gives us one more reason to try to eat less processed food and more whole or minimally processed food. If you're in the habit of choosing products that have short, recognizable ingredient lists or no ingredient list at all, you probably don't have a whole lot of these ingredients in your kitchen. A search through my own kitchen cupboard turned up only two products containing polysorbate 80, mustard and pickle relish. And for what it's worth, I didn't throw them away. I just don't use them that often. But when it's time to replace them, I will look for brands without these additives. As with almost everything, the poison is in the dose. If you avoid these chemicals when you can, you don't have to worry so much about those times when you can't. So, what do you think about this latest revelation? Post your comments or your questions on our website, where you'll also find a transcript of today's episode, along with links to the research I discussed and lots of related content. It's all at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.